Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Love Me True podcast. My name is Jessie Rolton, women's empowerment photographer and self-love advocate. Each episode, I will be speaking with an inspiring human and bringing you tools to tackle the important stuff, so you can go out and live an empowered life. This is not a place for guilt and shame, but a place of growth and transformation. Thank you for listening. Now let's begin. Hey lovelies, on this episode of the podcast, I speak to the sensational goddess Michelle Casey, who is a sexuality, love and relationship coach and luminary. We talk about all things relationships, um, choosing each other every day, meeting each other's needs and meeting your own needs more importantly, working through trauma, um, being on the same page and doing the work on yourself. We also talk about loving yourself and exploring um, your sexual self and pleasure. So this is an amazing episode. I want you all to dive on in there and then go give her a follow um, and like on Instagram and Facebook and also go check out her podcast which is a couple of sluts it's amazing and I've been reading it lately so I'd love for you to guys to just dive in deep enjoy this episode and implement some of the things awesome so huge welcome to Michelle Casey um, this woman is a beautiful human being and friend of mine um, an amazing goddess and yeah, just so so welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. I'm so glad to be doing this with you. <laughs> Perfect. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and yeah, we'll, we'll roll on from there. Yeah, so I am a number of things. I am first and foremost, I guess, a sexuality, love and relationships coach. I call myself a luminary because I'm, I don't know, a creative person who likes to jazz things up a little, but really the inspiration from that is because the work that I do with people is all about shining a light on the sexual shadow that we all have within us as a result of being raised in a sexually traumatized society, essentially. So really in that work, what I do is I work with people to uncover their authentic sexual expression, to live a pleasure-based life, um, and to really like let go of pressure, uh, to heal and integrate sexual shutdown, trauma, and to feel that you're really like safe, empowered, and joyful in your body and your sexuality. And a huge part of that for me is also um, creative expression. So I'm also an interdisciplinary performance artist, a pole dancer, burlesque artist, and I do a whole bunch of other random shit like knife throwing and stuff like that with my man. Um, yeah, so so really my work, I talk about it as being like work around sexual liberation. And to me, my own definition of that is knowing and owning your authentic sexual needs and desires without the burden of guilt, shame, or judgment of what's morally correct or socially expected. So that's kind of like the core of my work. I also work with couples. Um, a really big passion of mine is redefining what relationships are instead of just taking the formula that's handed to us from society, jumping on the relationship escalator, you know, the very familiar formula of 
you know, meet someone, get married after a certain period of time, have babies. Because um, I noticed that our belief systems around relationships are incredibly uninspiring. And we don't have a lot of role models out there who are having super hot, passionate sex, living their most authentic lives together in relationship um, well into the later years of their lives. And so you know, I just don't feel that as truth. So a lot of my work is about helping people to really know how to co-create like passionate, erotic relationships that are deeply emotionally connected um, and really like mature. So yeah, that's a little (laughs) bit about me. I love that. And I, I think it's so powerful, like that whole reconnecting and redefining relationships um not just with yourself but also if you're in a romantic relationship like otherwise it does you fall into that trap of oh we've been together this long we should get married and we should have babies and that's the normal successful way of a relationship looking and that's not necessarily what everyone wants either and then it's yeah I guess looking for that as well like what what do we want where do we want to be going what how do we have an amazing sex life going into our millionth year being together Mm, yes I totally agree I love the way that you say that and for me a huge shift in that has been when I started to look at a relationship or relation yeah because of course this can fit into like ways of open relating as well but when I started to look at a relationship as a container for your most profound personal or spiritual growth. So the inspiration behind that is that when two people come together, it's two sets of inheritance from your parents. It's two sets of trauma. It's two sets of belief systems, two sets of prior conditioning, um, you know, two sets of sexual blueprints. There's so much that comes together and we can learn so much about ourselves in relationships if we know how to. So, so many of us get into relationships, we decide to get super comfortable and just want to feel very safe in that. Mm. And there can be something very yummy about just being super safe in that. But there's also something very stagnant about that and that loses energy over time. So instead, I love to invite people into a more conscious way of relating where you can see that you you can be so free in your relationship if you, yeah, know how to connect um, intellectually, emotionally, sexually, spiritually, whatever it is Mm. uh, that feels like the right fit for you. Yeah. And that's perfect. I'm just sort of thinking about a friend who's going through some stuff at the moment with her partner and, I think we all go through stuff at that, you know, with partners and it's life and just being able to openly explore that with your person that's in your life and, and get the best out of it. Cause what's the point otherwise, Hey, like why, why live a mundane existence with your partner when you could live this most luscious, amazing, yeah, just goodness of a relationship. Mm, yeah totally I mean that's what my truth is right when I think of what I want from a relationship I really want someone to go super deep with I want someone who really 
chooses me every single day and I choose them every single day. I want a relationship that stays really creative and curious Mm. and where we challenge each other and like safe kinds of ways to become more fully realized Mm. versions of ourselves. And we just don't really apply that language to the narrative of relationships very often. And I think it's important to say as well, you know, not that like the truth that I just named isn't true for everyone. You know, heaps of people like, I want a simple life. I just want to, I don't know. I don't know. Play games on the computer. (laughs) I feel it's hard when you're like, I want all of these things and people are like, yeah, but I want a simple life. And I'm like, how do you even explain that? Like, what does, what does that look like? But yeah, it's, I I feel you on that one. Like, oh yeah, just do the thing, (laughs) play the computer games, go to work. I don't know. And that's, you know, that's for some people. And I think I'm very much similar with you on the same path with my relationships is I want to have fun. I want to be creative. I want to challenge and I want to be challenged and I want there to be growth. Um, For both parties, I am very much someone, even in my friendships, not even just relationships. I'm, I'm the straight shooter. I'm the one that's like, you should do the things you love and like, let's talk about why and like, let's get into the nitty. You can't talk about the weather with me. I'm not a fair weathered friend. I'm someone that's going to go deep with you and some people can't handle it. Some can, but I I love that. That's what excites me about relationships. Mm, Yes. I so relate. I feel the same. And, you know, a question pops into my mind as we explore this conversation that, I think often people will have this question of, well, how do you know if someone's the right match for you then? Like, you know, say someone really wants simple and you really want deep and profound and complex. Um, Like, how do you know when that's the right fit? And something that one of my teachers, Layla Martin, and this comes from the tantric tradition talks about, which I love is that when you basically if my desire is to, I don't know, go super, super deep or whatever, if that is actually true for your partner, your desire will help pull them in the direction of their like higher self. But if it's not true, then you're just, you know, they will just end up feeling resentful and unseen and unheard and like, and stuff like that. But What's really powerful is when you know that you have aligned desires, you both want to go in the same direction, then the relationship can help motivate you and actually empower you to go in that direction together. So if someone's like, you know, I have this conversation with my partner all the time when I'm like, I want this for our relationship. And like, tell me, what do you want? Because, you know, of course I'm super deep. <laughs> and Chris Same. is like, yeah. <laughs> and Chris is like, you spend all day talking about this stuff. So it's always on the top of your mind. And I'm like, I know, because it's my life's greatest passion. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, a question I'm always asking him is, yeah, well, what do you, what do you want through this relationship? What's true for you? Is this direction that I'm inviting you to move in? Does that actually feel like that fits for you and it's just scary or does that just not feel like the direction you want to go? And, you know, fortunately we're aligned at the moment, Yeah. but if he was saying, you know, I just don't want to go in that direction, then we go into a whole other kind of conversation, Mm. right? Yeah, that's a bit of an aside, but... Oh, I know. No, but it's so true. And like, 
I think about relationships I've been in and, and stuff like that. And it is, it's like, you guys are on a journey together, right? Regardless of how many partners, if you're a mono or non-mono, polyamorous, whatever, like you're on a journey with that person and it has to be aligned. And when it stops serving either of you, there's that discussion again, right? You kind of have to communicate and be like, okay, well, is this something that we can continue to work on or is it something that we part ways with and no hard feelings? Because I personally would like that to be like my relationships. If the relationship I'm in no longer serves either of us, I would love for us to to still be friends or like even just have that discussion openly rather than it being such a negative thing, which I find breakups can be. Um, these well they've always been you know usually someone's cheated on someone or something's happened or something like that and I was talking to a friend about it the other day and regarding cheating and it being like needs not being met um and I agree to some degree but it's never the other person's fault is my opinion and is that something you've dealt with with couples is like um dissolvation that's not even a word um, dissolution, <laughs> dissolution of like relationships or cheating or that kind of stuff. Is that what you've worked with through with people as well? Yeah. So I, yes, actually I've worked with people on all of those. I was wondering in myself, have I ever helped people like exit out of a relationship and like a conscious uncoupling is what people call it. Mm. And like, the industry um so yeah I actually have worked with people around that and also restoring trust and connection after there's been you know cheating um oh and there's so much in the you know in what you were just sharing because I think that you know like so often this comes down to two things to me is that one we struggle to have the tools to actually communicate in a way that we can really hear each other. We just aren't taught how to truly hold space for each other. But then often also we don't, people don't really know how to listen to the language of their own needs. And when we're so disconnected from ourselves and our authentic self and our bodies, I think a lot of the time people feel a void and they feel like something's missing in relationships, but they don't even know what it is. So how can you ever offer that with like with any sort of clarity to your partner and so I think it's you know whenever there has been some kind of cheating thing one of the first steps I'll take with my couple's clients is to really understand like the needs that were unmet Um, and there's always those on both sides regardless of who did the cheating Um, and then to actually be in a practice of self-soothing those and meeting those needs yourself so often we just project that unmet need onto our partner and we don't take responsibility for it ourselves. But if we can say, actually, you know, I've been, you know, I've had this huge problem with my partner not making me feel desirable enough or loved enough. And then if we can inquire about that within and say, well, Do you make yourself feel desired? Do you create the space to really feel into a sense of love and connection to yourself? Most of the time you'll find, well, oh, okay. (laughs) Actually, that's quite a revealing question. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's what's coming up for me there. Like, I don't have anything else after that. (laughs) (laughs) That is everything I'm giving it. And it's good to know because I... 
I think it's important for people to know that you have to look at yourself, right? Because yes, sure, couples work together, but I personally believe that you need to do the work on yourself first. Like if, you know, like if you're not feeling desire in the relationship, then are you, is that something that you're projecting inside yourself? Are you looking after your needs before you, like you said, project them on someone else? And that's constantly what I ask, um, particularly in new relationships as well as, as long ones. Like it's all lovely and everyone's in love and, you know, like your honeymoon period and stuff. But I like to make sure there's foundation of like, okay, well, are we still taking care of ourselves first to be able to give to each other because you can't pour from an empty cup right Mm, yeah totally we want to be showing up or working towards abundance and overflow instead of depletion and thus resentment Mm. um yeah i totally i totally agree and yeah i mean i think we always have work to do on ourselves right we'll be doing the deep inner work until our dying breath but um which is a beautiful thing to just realize and embrace because it helps us to embrace our inherent imperfection is imperfection Mm. um but yeah i agree i think that we don't have to come to relationships whole necessarily i don't think we have to be fixed before we allow ourselves to connect right Mm -mm. it's just the well are you even in conversation with yourself are you even looking inwards are you even willing to to go inwards um or is it all about the other person (laughs) so yeah yeah and it's normal right like you could get into a relationship with someone and I've done this and you're in a different period of your life like or a different stage in your life and you you need that person and they help you through something to then grow out of that like you grow and you change and that was like my last relationship we were great he was amazing like I can't fault him we're still we still talk we're still friends and I still love him I think he's amazing but we got to a point where we grew in different directions he wanted that simple life he wanted the family and the marriage and you know and I can't fault him for that I think good on him that's fantastic and I wish him all the best and I hope that he does find someone that will give that to him but for me that's not me like I don't want to have children right now I don't even know if I want to have children you know marriage has never been a big thing on my plate I'm very much career driven at the moment I'm very you know, finding myself in the kink world and the non-mono world. And he was very the opposite of that. And we grew together for the longest of times. And then it got to like, I mean, maybe the last year and a half of our relationship and we tried to compromise and we tried to make it work, but really we both knew it was done. We both knew that we wanted different things and neither of us were willing to make that compromise. And I don't think you should have to compromise on, on big things like children. Like I think that's something that um, you should probably have that conversation earlier on in the relationship, but mm-hmm. it's sometimes not possible. And yeah, I, I don't even know where I'm going with that now, but like, I just think it's normal to grow and change. Right. And yeah. sometimes you can stay in their relationship and grow together. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I completely agree. And I'm really reflecting on how, it takes a lot of courage to recognize when a relationship isn't working. I think so often we wait until there's a really good reason and it fits into that bucket of reasons that 
society gives us permission to end a relationship for when I think sometimes, you know, people will sense it earlier than that. Um, And it's really courageous to just be like, okay, yeah, like this just isn't serving. And I think so often the temptation is to then make it mean that that relationship was a failure when it wasn't, right? It served while it served. You know, it taught you what it taught you. It taught them what it Mm. taught them. And then, yeah, now it's just time to move into, into whatever the next chapter is. And so I think the more that we can really start to pull out the roots of the weeds that we have around like the patriarchal institution of marriage, the more we can, I don't know, relate more authentically and connect in ways that truly feel good because we're not so afraid of saying, oh, okay, well, we were married for 10 years. It's no longer working. You know, that's still a success. <laughs> oh, I, I have the same opinion with you on that. Like, but just because it ends doesn't mean it was a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people mistake that, right? They're like, oh, if I break up, it's a fa- like I'm, we've failed and I'm, I'm a failure. And it's particularly if you, uh, if you have a long like history of breaking up for certain reasons, like you can blame yourself for like, oh, it's me. It's all me. And yes, to a degree, sure. But you're not broken. Like, Mm. like I think that's very important for people to realize that they aren't broken. It's just change and change is normal and growth is normal. Hell we are. Like you said, we're going to keep, doing it till the day we die till we take our last breath like you're gonna keep looking inward and keep growing and mm. yeah yeah well said (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm like oh but but surely you can make it work no no. i'm kidding kidding. Um, (laughs) well i mean there's so much like it's such a i think the tough thing with um one of my big fears with ever doing like writing posts online or doing videos or interviews or podcasts is that people won't understand the nuance of it. So the, the reflection or the advice that we might offer to to one set of individuals or to one individual is like, could be the exact wrong advice for someone else. It's just, you know, the human condition is so incredibly complex that, yeah, I mean, sometimes the reality is people are in long-term relationships. They think it's no longer working. And actually there was just a whole bunch of stuff that had broken down and had become frozen that you really could start to melt, that you could really start to evolve together. And it would be so beautiful and so Mm. powerful. And they were with like a great match for them. And sometimes it is that you just know that it's time to move on. And so stay curious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think that's, and that's, I love that. Like stay, stay curious about everything, like your own life in particular. And um, because if you do, there's no point getting stagnant. We've got however many years on this earth. And I think being curious is the best thing we can be. Um, particularly with our own bodies and our own awareness and our own experience of life, um, which you obviously speak on and and coach on and um, particularly with bodies and pleasure, which I love. 
um, and I think it's so important because it is such a taboo thing, right? Like masturbation is evil and you shouldn't do it. And sex is bad and you're a slut if you want to have, you know, and I just think it's time we reclaimed that in time that we took power back. Um, and I love that you help women and men do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I love it too. And I totally agree. I am. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to think into all of the things that I could say about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, when you choose to do the inner work around your sexuality, it cuts to the very core of your life experience because everything shows up in the way that we experience pleasure and intimacy and our bodies. And so what's so beautiful in my work is people will so often come to me thinking that we're going to be having conversations around really practical things like, you know, I should touch the clitoris in this roundabout way and go on this diagonal for five counts and you know, like this kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. And very, it's very rare. You know, it's, we actually spend a lot less time actually talking about sex than people would probably think. In fact, this is a bit of an, an aside, but once when I told someone, actually I was speaking to Colin Mithra Jeffrey at a friend's wedding and I told him what I do for a living. And he was like a sex coach. So does that mean you like sit at the bottom of people's beds and like cheer them on? Like, I'll oh, do this. <laughs> I, was like, yes. uh, I was like, no, but that's hilarious. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. So when it comes to sexuality, all of our stuff really shows up in this. It's, you know, our stress and whether we're working at this high functioning kind of level, it's all of the trapped stresses and tension and trauma that we've experienced, whether we have experienced sexual violence firsthand, whether it's intergenerational in our family line, whether it's just from all of these compounded micro things that we have absorbed from our sexually traumatized society you know, all of that shows up, all of our attachment stuff shows up, all of our stuff around creativity and body shows up. So it's just such a powerful way to really do your own deep healing. Um, so that's one of the things that I just really, really love about sexuality work. I hear so often from people this real like, why like, why is my body not responding in the way that I think it should or you know is doing this thing that I think that it shouldn't and I and I feel so lucky to be able to help people understand the actual complexity of it and how all of these things that we name as sexual dysfunction actually really can be healed and integrated you know underneath all of these layers is this vibrant sexuality where you're you know, able to experience so much more pleasure than you could ever fucking imagine. Um, but it just takes like, it takes time and so much compassion to start to peel away all of these layers so that when you step into your bedroom, you're not carrying, you know, the voice of the patriarchy and all of your own, you know, trauma and all of the shame from puritanical narratives and all of this stuff, but you can just instead walk in as yourself. And so it's a great way if when you feel broken or you feel 
I don't know, whatever it is that we so commonly feel around sexuality to just start to really reveal all of the things that are surrounding, Mm. surrounding it. Yeah. No, I think that's powerful. It is. It's very powerful stuff to get in, come into the bedroom or come into wherever as yourself, not carrying like, because that can be taken over to like, I think a lot of what you do can be transferred into everyday life. Like, yes, sexual like that kind of stuff but also like doing that work on yourself you can't help but clear away crap so that you're actually feeling pleasure in everyday life and pleasure doesn't have to be an orgasm Mm -hmm. exactly yeah I totally agree and I think that's one of the biggest things that people realize you know people will come to work with me because they feel this, this, and this way about sex and we'll soon start to reveal how it's really about pleasure-based living and like living each day, feeling good in your body. And that comes down to the way that you savor and like eat a meal with so much presence. It comes down to the little hand massages you might give yourself you know, between meetings, it might come down to taking a little dance break in the toilet cubicle, dressing from your like pussy aliveness. You know, all of these things is the erotic expressed through you. It is your sexuality that's not, you know, playing small. And so I totally agree when we talk about this isn't about sex. You know, I really see our sexuality as our life force energy. And so when you can stop blocking that or start to heal all of the things that are blocking that, it really entirely changes your experience of life. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I worked with you when I was dealing with some stuff and I still deal with it. People know that I have vulvodynia and it's an ongoing on and off thing. And mm. I found it is a mental thing. Like it's a physical pain, but it's a mental, there's something that I need to tend to and deal with if it flares up Mm -hmm. um and that's again looking at my needs not projected on anyone else like okay what have i not been honoring what have i not been just being with and that and then yeah and then i find that it makes life a lot more pleasurable not only in the bedroom but also out of the bedroom because i'm actually like looking after myself and doing what i need and honoring what i need so I, i think it's very powerful yeah beautiful i love that you've yeah formed this relationship with your body that's compassionate and curious yeah and i'm so grateful for all of you know for you sharing your story because i know that so many people out there experience some form of pelvic pain it's so incredibly common and it comes up in my practice all of the time with people with chronic utis with vulvodynia with a whole like chronic yeast infections, a whole bunch of different pelvic pain or just pain during sex that they don't actually have any kind of label attached to it. It's so exceptionally common. And some of the reasons behind that is because the place that we store our tension and trauma is in our sexual anatomy. And the reason for that is because our body wants to protect the most vulnerable parts of us. So when we're operating at the state of survival, And our body's like, oh, I'm going to armor up and actually protect like the soft parts. And, you know, underneath that is this conditioning that 
your body has learned that it can't be open, it can't have sex, it can't do whatever it is that it's trying to protect you from because it's coded that as unsafe. And so often a lot of the the work to release pelvic pain is just physical based, you know, pelvic floor massage. And that can be great. And usually it will help for a short term, mm. but we really need to, to understand that this stuff has emotional roots, right? Exactly. As you were saying, Jesse, and when we can really start to restore safety in our bodies and start to learn how to release that chronic tension that's stored there, it's amazing. I've had so many people come through my practice and this is not a focus of my work. I don't, I'm not like a pelvic pain specialist, but it's been really interesting to see how many people have come into it and it's completely shifted the pain in their pelvic area um, as a result of healing the roots of stuff that was connected to their sexuality. Yeah. It is because pelvic pain or any kind of pain is usually a symptom rather than the source um, and that's mm. what I found. Um, and sure, it started with a physical, particularly with pelvic pain and my knowledge of it because of my experience, is it starts physical, something triggers it, but it's very much because there's a mental trauma somewhere and it's going in and finding that and figuring it out. And that could be as simple like it was for me, um, not this is my body's way of being like, you're not in the right relationship or you're not serving yourself, like it flared up. I would go six months in my last couple of relationships, six months, it was fine. And then would flare up for the entire rest of my relationship and learning that, Oh, maybe this isn't right. Like the, like the, there's nothing wrong with the relationship itself, except for it didn't serve me and what I wanted. And it didn't serve what they want. And you know, it's my body's way of just protecting me and being like, maybe you should listen to what you actually want in life. Um, and so it went away after I broke up with my last partner. It flared up a little bit recently, but there's, you know, like a majority of it's gone. And I'm very grateful that I've started to listen to my body and, and be like, okay, well, this is what I need and not compromise on that. Cause I think for very, for, and as women, we're very guilty of compromising for our partners or for life. You know, mothers compromise all the time because of their children and their, their duties as a mother and, yeah, I was very firm on what I wasn't going to compromise on anymore. And that's, I think, helped shift it a lot. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. It's so, so powerful to be able to track those experiences in your body and start to understand those, those different themes as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so, I mean, you were spoken a lot about couples and a little bit about like single stuff. You've currently got a like you do group coaching as well. Like you've currently got a group coaching thingy, majiggy, thingy, majiggy at the moment. Yeah. yeah, I sure do. So, so my like signature group program for for women or non-binary folks who resonate with pussy. Uh, it's called My Sexual Self, and it, it's a twelve-week program that's so very beautiful it's currently um running now and we're opening up for the next intake in july so school starts again in july um i've already got five people that have signed up to it and i haven't actually advertised it anywhere yet which is really cool um but basically it's it's basically three months to reclaim your pussy your pleasure and your power Mm. Um, it's such a beautiful 
it's such a beautiful space. I've been in tears most of this morning just reading all of the breakthroughs of the women in the course because they're just so magical and I fucking love them. Yeah, so that's a really beautiful program where essentially we move through a bunch of different things. Um, It's really experiential. Um, What I do is I I teach you lessons each week and then you'll learn a whole bunch of stuff uh, that restores safety in your body, that really changes your mindset and the belief system you have around body and sexuality. Then we do a whole bunch of stuff to like reclaim your pussy, your emotions. You learn how to create a holistic sexuality practice. Um, We do a whole bunch of stuff around sexual healing and boundaries and orgasm and dating and relationships. It's just a truly badass journey. So if anyone's interested, just send me a message on IG, on the Instagrams or the Facebooks. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's very, and I, so I was going to say, I think it's very powerful and also having that community with other non-binary or, or, or woman, um, who identify with posse like to go through that journey together yes to have that safe support network where you can know that you're not alone because I think that's the biggest thing is we as women think we're alone in our experiences and we don't talk about it because we're like I'm the only one that's dealing with this and no one else is but the minute you start talking about it people are like oh wait me too mm-hmm. and I think that it's great to create that safe space where people can have that experience together or similar experiences yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's so powerful to do this kind of work in community and in relationship because so often our trauma is created in relationships and that's also the place that it gets healed as well, which is a really tough thing. It can be very intimidating to be like, what, you want me to talk about this stuff that's deeply intimate and personal in this group of people? And I'm like, I totally feel you. It's very vulnerable. And you will most likely experience some profound shifts as a result of it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's magical. That's, I, that's beautiful. I love that. So what's new? For, I mean, like we've obviously just sort of come out of lockdown with COVID and stuff. And I mean, you're lucky enough to be able to work online with these women and um, still be working in that way. But what? what's your plans going forward? Is there a new way of like life or business for you the rest of the year coming forward, like the next few years? Like, is there any big goals, anything you're working on? Yeah. I mean, I'm always scheming a bunch of things for me this year. I'm actually um, really, I'm focusing a bit more time and energy on my creative passions and pursuits. So I'm really excited to be working on, yeah, a few things um, in that space. But I'm also doing a whole bunch more for, um, I'm going to launch a couples group course this year, which is really cool. And I'm also have started um, organizing the details for my first retreat, which is going to be incredible. (laughs) Um, So that one's just at the stage going to be open to kind of alumni. So you can come. Um, yeah, so I'm actually quite excited to do more in-person stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, interestingly, lockdown hasn't really shaken up my world too much. I've been very fortunate in that respect because my business was all online already. And I already have like, 
I already work at a pretty chill pace because um, I've learned that I really need to as part of my own sexual thriving because I absorb stress very fast. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, good question. Um, I do have some other bigger things that are on the plate, but I, I'm not ready to kind of speak those to the world just <laughs> yet. <laughs> the minute you speak it to the world, you're like, oh, now I actually have to do it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the one just yet. <laughs> yeah. That was like me with this podcast, but I started speaking and I was like, one day I'm going to have a podcast and I like share to people about this podcast idea and they're like, this is amazing. And then I was like, oh, so I have to do it now? <laughs> uh, but here we are, you know, so... Oh, you've just reminded me. That's the that's the one thing that I'm launching next is my podcast comes out next week. Ooh, um, yes. So it's called A Couple of Sluts, and I this year I really wanted to collaborate a lot more because um, the last two years I've been doing stuff very much by myself, mm. and I don't want to be about that like hyper individualism. So I'm doing this with a beautiful poet whose name is Kate Spencer and Kate writes incredible poetry about sex and bodies and squirting and periods and I just find her to be an absolute genius so we're going to be doing a um we've already recorded our first season of our sex related podcast wow Um, so yeah that's kind of what's next to be birthed (laughs) that's exciting you are more organized than me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go with the flow. We'll see how this happens. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait to listen to it because, I mean, I just, I love what you're doing and I love the sound of what she does. I haven't seen anything of hers, but that sounds exciting. It's a nice journey to go on. And it's nice to have a platform to speak about it openly, I think, to other people because people need to hear it. And it's not until they hear it that they know that they need to hear it. Um, much like why I started this was very much a platform for other women to talk. You know, it's not just going to be me talking all the time. That's why I've got other amazing human beings on this podcast to talk about their experiences so that other women or other whoever's listening can know that they're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing for me is people to live their best like empowered life and whichever way that looks for someone. Um, yeah. I think it's super important. Mm, beautifully said mm. so mm. I mean are you performing still like you, that's you've you obviously got your performance background and you pole dance I mean you've you've instructed me and I'm very excited to go back I'm booked in for like all of your classes for like the next month or something <laughs> yay uh, <laughs> <laughs> but are you performing more or less like is that a what's going on there Yeah, so this year I want to start performing more again. I'm starting to step away from pole dance a little bit um, in terms of the competitive space because I was in there very intensely for a number of years. Um, And yeah, so this year I'm focusing more on burlesque and on some other kinds of flow-based arts. and just really focusing on exotic pole. So I'm not too sure what that's going to look like since we're kind of losing all of our venues um, potentially around New Zealand because of lockdown. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm an artist, right? So being an artist is such an inherent part of my my life and the way that I love to exist in the world. And so, yeah, I I am hoping to be performing a lot more this year, depending on when shows are back up and running. That'd be exciting. Mm. Well, 
Um, is there anything else you want to share with the people, with the, the audience out there? With the peeps? Um, yeah, I guess just in closing, if anyone's interested to learn more about how to start practicing conscious sexuality and, you know, picking yourself up some holistic tools, go check out my Instagram channel. Um, I've got a bunch of Instagram TV videos on there that have some some things that you can get started with. Um, and I would love to connect with you guys there if anyone's interested in your own sexual liberation. Come and get get free with me, get pleasured with me. Um, <laughs> it would be my honor. Um, yeah, that's Perfect. all. Awesome. And so we can find you obviously on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, add me as a friend on Facebook. Um, I'm so happy to just be friends with whoever's interested in this kind of work. Um, and yeah, on Instagram, I'm at underscore Michelle Casey with a K underscore. Um, and then I have a few things up on my website as well. I have a blog, um, my podcast is up there plus, um, the details of what it kind of looks like to work with me. Um, so that's www.michellecasey.co.nz as well. Perfect. And I will put that in the show notes part so people can go and click on actual physical links. Woohoo! I know. Technology, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, And I can't wait to actually see you in person, like, next week at the studio. Next week. Woohoo! Cool. Well, yeah, thank you again. And for those out there, go and have a look at what Michelle Casey's got to offer and be amazing. Mm, Thanks, Jessie. Love you. Love you. Bye.